had a friend one time, he was applying to this church and talking to them about becoming their pastor. And it was a very uh, good church. And he was asking my advice and he said, what would you do? Would you tell this church that wants to hire a pastor, looking for a pastor, looking for a full-time pastor, would you tell them that you are presently a truck driver? And I thought about it for a minute and I said, yes, tell them. So he said, okay, I will. He called up that particular board member who was his contact person and they talked with him a few minutes and he told him. He said, I have not been pastoring recently. I'm a truck driver. And the board member on the other at the end of the line said, you are? Well, praise God, I am too. One time in one of the church I was pastoring, praying about whether to build or to expand. And I said, Lord, a new building, a new church building is really what we need. We had a little 100 by 150 foot lot. And we pretty well had it taken up already. I said, but Lord, I just don't have the faith. Man, that's a, that's a huge project, Lord. Here I am. I don't know nothing about building. And I prayed and prayed and prayed about this thing. And one time God dropped something into my heart and I know it was God and it was just as clear as if you had stood right beside me and spoke it to me. And he said to me, it's there if you can see it. Stopped and I thought about that. And since then I have thought a lot more about it. Do you realize that God cannot move until you know what you want? I've been reading a book by Dr. Cho, The Fourth Dimension. Maybe some of you read it. And it's amazing how the man teaches. He wrote this book back when his church was just a little, back in 1979, when his church was just a little fledgling congregation of 80,000 members. You know, it's only 500,000 now. And he was writing this book about how God wants you to know what you want when you ask and that you get a vision of this thing. You can see this thing. It's just like in this church right here. We talk about God giving us 200 people. Can you see 200 people here? When you begin to see 200 people here, you'll begin to act like there are 200 people here. You'll begin to minister like there's 200 people here. And you know what? Won't be long until there'll be 200 people here. Amen. And then you'll begin to see 300 and 400 and 500. Oh, pastor, we don't want one that big. I want one as big as God wants it, amen? Now, I'm going to share this. I'm going to quit with this. I wanted to cover discerning of spirits, but I'm going to quit with this. Still showing you how the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, both of them combined operate. I was in here praying one morning, as I commonly do. This morning, not... Uh, this morning, this day, okay... I want to relate this, first of all, before I tell you what I'm going to tell you. I, I want to ask your help, okay? If you come to the church early in the morning, and I'm not in the office, and you come to the sanctuary, would you exercise caution? I had those two doors open this morning, and I was praying, and when I pray, I walk, okay? I can't pray. Most of the time, I can't pray in one spot. I don't know why. I just don't. I move, okay? I was walking and I walked around that end and I was coming down the back aisle, down through there. Those doors were open. And I was praying and I was really talking to God. And I come to them doors and there was a man standing in that doorway at about 8 o'clock. I had to cast out devils or shouted hallelujah. It, it frightened me right off and I'm sure he was aware that it frightened me. Please announce your entrance <laughs> if you would. It would help me. Do not take me by surprise. Johnny Robinson does that to me once in a while. But usually Johnny lets me know he's on the place. 
But going back to the illustration that I wanted to use, on this particular morning, I was in here praying. And as I often do, I was praying for people in this congregation. And I was praying, and, I, and God's Spirit showed me someone in this congregation that he's called into the full-time ministry. And you have to understand how that is in the Spirit. You have to have a kindred spirit with that to understand it. Because it means a total 180-degree change in a person's life. It's not an easy thing to accept. And it's not something that a person does at the drop of a hat. And I, I saw this person, and I know I saw exactly where they sit when they are here. And the Spirit of God just broke me, and I began to weep for them and pray for them. Because I really believe that they already know. God has already made it known to them. But just like me, before I answered the call, they're saying, No, God, I'll do something else. I'll do something else, but not that. Now, before you try to figure out who it is or before any of you in here get a guilt trip, let me tell you that he's not here tonight, okay? Before you try to figure him out, most of you probably would never guess, so just, just stop. It don't matter. I can't reveal it until it comes to pass because that would not be right. When God calls a man, nobody needs to pressure him and nobody needs to go and lay their hands on him and start telling him he's called into the ministry. If God impresses upon you that he has called somebody into the ministry, the last thing you want to do is go tell him. You want to pray and let the knowledge come to them and the response come from them. And then you merely agree with them. Don't go around telling people, God told me to tell you to sell everything and go into the ministry because they may send you the bill. I would. There have been a lot of people that have shipwrecked their lives on some flimsy, supposedly, word of knowledge and word of wisdom coming from someone who didn't know beans from apple butter about it. Never send somebody into the ministry. You can't do it. And when this comes to pass, I will tell you, you will know it. If it's the one that God has laid on my heart to pray for, I will tell you. If it's somebody else stands up or somebody else from our congregation, not this person that I'm praying for, uh, surrenders to the call, I'll tell you, this is not him, but this is okay. The greatest thing that can happen to a congregation is for ministers and missionaries and evangelists and pastor teachers to be produced or to come out of that congregation. It's the greatest blessing ever was. That congregation will be blessed for many, many years as a result of it. You know what kind of church I come out of? Did well to be 25 or 30 people on Sunday morning. I didn't come from a big church. That wasn't where I was called. I was called in a little bitty old church. But nevertheless, God calls. The word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. In practical application, when God drops it into your heart, if it be in the services, and God drops it into your heart, it's not something you thought up, but it is a word of knowledge. And a pastor says, that's not right. Don't worry about it. Then you'll know that wasn't right and you'll try something else, right? Don't be afraid. Fear paralyzes people. Fear stops people. There are some of you people here, you are moving in the realm of the Holy Spirit. I know you are, and I know that God is speaking to you, but for some reason you're afraid to open your mouth. And I'm going to keep preaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and visions and dreams until you can't sit there. And eventually you're going to stand up and say, All right, quit preaching. I'll be obedient. I'll say it. 
Eventually you're going to have to because I'm going to keep preaching it until you do because these are the tools God gives the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry. Would you stand with me tonight?